Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Word Numbers Live. So today, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood because the NFL made it that way. The uh, NFL schedules get released, okay? And there was a there was a memo sent out to all the execs not to speak on the pandemic and the season and when they're going to start and things like that. You know, because there's too many variables. There's too many variables, right? Well, for the longest time, I was very disappointed because the NBA season had stopped. And I wasn't going to get the chance to sit back and watch the Lakers hoist number 17. And, you know, I was going to be happy for LeBron, you know, getting his fourth ring and third ring with third different team. That would have been pretty cool to see. And to see the face on Clippers fans and Bucks fans when we kicked them out of the playoffs, that would have been joyful for me. Wouldn't have been as joyful as the text messages that I already had saved as a draft in my phone, ready to go for all the people who I had bet that the Lakers were going to win the championship. I was ready to go. I was ready it was a for sure thing for me in my head. I didn't see any possible way that they weren't going to win a ring this year. And then Corona hit. So I was I was in my feelings for a while. I was full-blown take care of Drake for about, actually, until last week. Well, I seen this article. Um, it was on Sports Illustrated and... There was a couple NFC executives who had mentioned just how much money they were going to lose if they played games without fans. A hundred million dollars per team, to be exact, if they played games without fans. Now, the reason why I find that very significant is I thought there was no way that the NFL was not going to play just because it's the NFL. The NFL cares about the NFL and their money, right? They care about the shield. The shield is the most important thing. And there's nothing that a virus can do to stop the shield. At least I thought. Well, I'm looking at things and I'm looking at how everything is kind of portraying as we get into later in the year and to hear comments coming from one of these executives actually it was a couple executives it makes me think okay cool this is what's going to happen they're going to push the season back to probably november the super bowl will be played i believe they were mentioning in march and which is fine with me i don't mind going going to the bay and having being able to see the parade in, in March instead of February, that's fine with me. I don't I don't mind. Um, the weather is, you know, a little bit, a little bit nicer. It's still kind of windy, but you know, we make sacrifices. So I'll I'll deal with I'll deal with that. You know. I just think the overall of how everybody is handling things as if they know what's going to happen is kind of comical to be lack of a better term. 
You have colleges who are trading a certain way. University of Iowa starting practice on uh, June 1st. You have, you know, University of Arizona saying that they're going to go to school as normal in the fall. There's going to be no, you know, no change really as far as what happens. All of these schools have protocols in place. You know, if somebody ends up getting sick, they don't know how many kids it's going to take before they shut it down again. However, they do say that they have protocol. So, you know, who knows? Who knows what's really going to happen? A lot of this is just speculation, but I just found it interesting on that one comment that somebody had made. And I know if he feels that way and if there's multiple owners who feel the exact same way, if it were to come down to a vote, I'm pretty much willing to guarantee that this season is going to be pushed back because the money says so. So that's kind of what I think. Definitely let me know what you think this uh, whole scenario is going to hold. And I want to switch gears into something a little bit more serious. It's kind of it's something that I've been really wanting to talk about for a while. So I'm just going to hop right into it. So I have a lot of, you know, clients and things like that. I've trained a lot of you know, athletes that have really big dreams of, you know, going pro. I have, you know, clients who, you know, have a good job, but they want, you know, to be, you know, a CEO or they want, you know, to get a house or, you know, they, you know, a lot of big goals, big opportunities that they want to get, but they're not sure exactly how to get to that point to accomplish the things that they're wanting. And so I'm hoping that what I'm about to say kind of helps a little bit. I want to, I hope that it helps a little bit. So when I was a little bit, when I was a little bit younger, this is mainly uh, in my early twenties, I was extremely chippy. And I believe I was like that because of my high school experience, um, you know, playing sports and things like that. There's, there's something in me that always just wants to do things, not because I w- not because I wanted to be good at it, but because I wanted to prove other people wrong because I said I couldn't do it. So it was more of a of a please tell me I can't do it so I can do it and prove you wrong type of thing than it was a hey, I really want to do this because I want to be great type of thing. And as I got older, I stopped really caring about proving people wrong and I just really focused on things that I can do to prove my family right. I have people that really believe in me, that really trust in the things that I say. And for me, I'm like, okay, I can't let them look like they lying because I'm over here being lazy, you know, or I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. So I know I had a lot of different you know, goals and and things like that, that I wanted to accomplish. But what was happening is I was hitting milestones and I would go through, you know, a process and I would hit the milestone and then I would be sitting there and I would have a moment of just, I was just uninspired. I was just uninspired for a moment right when I hit that milestone. So I would go, I'd be fired up, I would hit my goal and then Immediately, once I hit my goal, I'm chilling. I'm like, all right, cool, what's next? 
And then something will pop up again. I would hit my goal. I'm chilling. Okay, what's next? And that was a process for me after a while. I'm just constantly, and I'm like, okay, I'm hitting these goals, but there was these long lulls of time where I'm just content. I'm not really doing anything. I'm not really being productive. I'm just waiting for the next thing to chase. And it's kind of like that dog that always chases cars. Once he catches it, what does he do? He doesn't do anything. He just walks away and he waits for something else to drive by and then he chases it again and he walks away. That was that was my life. That was what was happening to me from a goal standpoint. And I I did all of the things. I broke down, you know, my goals, my who, my what, my where, my why. I was specific. I put time limits on it and I was hitting things. I was accomplishing feats, but I wasn't I wasn't focused on the overall. I was I was just focused on the goal. It was a reward-based goal that I was hitting and it wasn't something that I could constantly just do it infinitely. So I I remember I remember when it switched with me. So like so one of my favorite rappers all time is Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace. And I really gravitated towards him because he's he's just real, man. He's just he's just so he's the things he talks about is just so real. So I gravitated towards him and the overall the overall thought process of the marathon. The marathon continues. I'm like, bro, that is that is so that is so reflective of life that is that is what life is life is a marathon you know we're not it's not we're not trying to get there in a hurry it's okay we got to take our time and i'm really i really started to focus this is probably 2013 when i first when i first seen him and i first started hearing things it was about 2013 2012 2013 when i really started getting into it and um I just remember he would he would keep saying this over and over and I'm like, okay. And I you know, as I got through, you know, this patch of time where I'm, you know, navigating, you know, through jobs and I'm trying to figure out what I really want to do and things like that, I remember watching an interview that he had did and he had said something about um you know his his process and this is what he was doing and this is all he was focused on and it it kind of it just sparked something in me so i was like hmm okay cool and i didn't but i didn't act on it at that point and then i was watching i was watching this uh documentary it was Kobe Bryant documentary um it was his muse documentary and he was mentioning his daily his day to day his daily process and between what Kobe was saying, between what Nip was saying, it was like I was sitting there on the couch and it was like something came and slapped me across the face and instantly it just all made sense. And I was like, oh, I'm doing this wrong. This is why I'm constantly chasing cars. My thought process is I'm chasing something that I can actually 
I can actually get to. And then once I'm getting to it, I have no direction because I'm putting my energy towards the wrong thing. I need to be focusing on my process day to day because if I'm focused on just being the best I can possibly be at what I'm trying to do, everything else that I'm trying to do is going to happen. It's literally a byproduct of what of hard work. It's it's the byproduct of my hard work. So if I'm focused on my process and I'm focused on okay, I just need to beat myself yesterday. The thing I just did yesterday, that's what I got to I got to beat that today. And when I locked into that and I locked into my routine and I focused on just my process and I didn't care about anything else along the way, when I tell you things took off, things took off. That was that was the uh the unlocking of the key that I really needed to get to get me to the point to really unlock my brain and figure out why I was feeling like I'm keep, keep hitting the walls when I'm actually accomplishing things. I was focused on the wrong the wrong stuff. Once I got to once I got to that point, I was like, okay. I feel like there's more to this, so I kept diving in. I kept, you know, staying engaged. One thing that I also took into consideration and I, I really started to add to it was I challenged myself to be the most consistent individual that I can possibly be. So me personally, I won't do anything that I cannot be consistent at. I tell people to be consistent so I don't want to be hypocritical if I am not consistent at whatever it is I'm trying to do. And I realized when consistency and patience meet, it is an unstoppable force that is like no other. It is literally the Kobe and Shaq of duos. You cannot, you cannot break you cannot break that one-two punch. Consistency over time breeds success. That's that's just what happens. So I'm literally sitting here like, okay, I need to be consistent. I need to do this every single day. I need to fall in love with my process. I need to fall in love with the process. And I need to be patient. And if I can do those three things, whatever else happens, I can live with. Because I learned over time that I can only control those things. I can only control me. I can't control any outside influence. So there's no need for me to waste energy, waste emotion on anything that's external other than myself that I cannot alter the state of. So really honing in to those things when we're making goals, when we have goals that we need to accomplish, that's what that's what really pushes me to the next level. That's what I've learned. That's what I've seen other people do. When you look at any top athletes in the world, you know, if you take the NBA, for example, the worst player in the NBA, the 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 sorriest dude on the bench would wash anybody that's not in the NBA right now. 
it's just it's just a fact, right? They're unbelievably talented. If you took Jared Dudley off the Lakers roster right now and dropped him in any LA Fitness and they had open runs all day, he's washing everybody. It's just a fact. When you take a superstar and you put him in an arena, he's the most consistent out of anybody on that court. The superstar out of 82 games is going to give you a good 72 games of just wow. The all-star probably give you 60-some games of wow. Then you have good role players that will give you, you know, 50-some games of wow. Every once in a while, he might drop 30. That's why when when so-and-so, you know, on, on the team that nobody really cares about, when he drops 30, everybody's like, wow, he had a really good game. Because they ain't looking for my mans like that. They ain't worried about him like that. He only has that game once every three months. He has one of those games. He has to be in a good city, have a good meal, you know, have a good night rest, and then he can have a good game. Whereas you have superstars, they pull up, don't matter. No sleep, a lot of sleep, you know, sober, hungover, whatever the case may be, they dropping 30. Kate, night in, night out. This is what they're doing. They're consistent. They're dedicated to being great. And it's just what it is. So, overall, I wanted to really just highlight things that have helped me in the past, things that have helped other people that I've noticed in the past, um, stuff that I've been taught, stuff that, you know, I try to, to, to link out with other people, you know, so... You know, I feel like this is something that I wish I would have known when I was 20. You know, I wish I would have known how a lot of these things worked when it came to goals. Because when I was in school, you know, we had our little goal papers that we did. Okay, what do you, what's our five-year plan? What's our 10-year plan? Right? And then we had to write, they would tell us to be specific and all that stuff. And okay, write it on your wall. Go put it on your mirror. Right? They told us all that stuff, but that was, so that was how I learned how to, how to goal set. But at the end of the day, I'm out here chasing cars. So I don't want nobody out here chasing cars. I want to help you guys be successful, as successful as you could possibly be. Anything that you want to accomplish, I want to make sure that you have the tools necessary to get that done. So hopefully that message uh, that I, you know, felt like I needed to to let out there helped you guys. Um, yeah, man, hopefully that helped you guys out. All right, that should do it. Thank y'all for listening. If you're still here, you might as well hop over to Instagram and follow at Where Numbers Lie. I post updates and snippets of upcoming episodes. If you have any comments or suggestions, that's the place to get that done. You feel me? Next week we have a guest on the podcast. I have a sneak previews that I'm going to drop throughout the week. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please do me a favor and share it with a friend. It would be greatly appreciated. Until next time, I'm going to try to stay out of my feelings. So please stay safe. Wash your hands. I'll see you on Friday. Peace.